The latest from 7 News with Michael Usher. Good evening and welcome to the latest on Australia's mould mess. Tonight we're looking into the nasty surprise many East Coast residents have found in their homes after months of heavy rainfall and high humidity. The fungus has also been adding to the ongoing nightmare for regions hit by floods this year. Of course, it's not just an ugly sight. Mould can be extremely detrimental to our health. The tiny spores in the air can trigger runny noses, sneezing, respiratory infections and worsen asthma and allergic reactions. Joining me now is the Acting General Manager of Asthma Australia, Nigel Cooper. Nigel, good to have you here. Thanks for having me. Now, you're issuing an urgent warning for people who might be exposed to mould. What risks do they face? Look, we're actually quite concerned. The weather conditions at the moment are showing that there's prolific mould growth in people's homes. And mould, we know, can irritate um, airways for people with asthma and other respiratory conditions. And we know that at this point in time, mould is actually quite hard to control. Um, it can be behind curtains, behind headboards, in cupboards. And mould and mould spores are known to actually trigger asthma. Now, has there been a rise in asthma attacks this year with all, with all the mould around, particularly in the regions that have been really smashed by flooding? Yeah, look, we certainly believe so. Um, mould is just so evident now um, in people's homes that we know that they're an absolute trigger for asthma. And also because it's been wet for so long, it's really kind of crept up on us. And as we're going into winter, um, add that as well with, with colds and flus and other viruses. And it's actually becoming quite a, perhaps a dangerous time for people with asthma. How chronic can it be, the, the effect of mould on people who are already asthmatic, but might also develop asthma symptoms given some of the mould outbreaks are, are quite large? Look, it can be quite chronic. And the thing about asthma as well is that asthma is an inflammation of the airways. That's one of the processes. So what can happen is as you're exposed to mould and mould spores, your airways become inflamed, um, making it difficult to breathe. And you can't just get rid of that swelling and inflammation, you know, instantly or overnight. So it takes medications a little bit of time to actually kick in and start working. So what can happen is that people's asthma can slowly start to deteriorate and they can have an asthma flare-up or an asthma attack. And if they haven't got, you know, adequate medications on board or they haven't started their, their preventers yeah. for the sick, it can take them quite by surprise. And then it can take a little bit of time with medication to actually get their asthma under control. And of course, if the mould and the mould spores are still in the home and people are continuing to be exposed to these triggers, then regardless of the medication, um, their asthma is going to continue to worsen. Obviously seeing some vision there of people cleaning mould in their homes. What's the recommendation for people who have asthma and they're trying to remove mould? Because that can be dangerous too. Yeah, absolutely. Look, the first thing we'd say is actually get somebody else other than yourself to actually clean the mould. That would be the first thing. The second thing is if you don't have anyone who can do that cleaning for you and you have to do that cleaning, we suggest that people wear goggles, um, also wear a, a P2 mask. So they're actually filtering any mould spores from breathing in. The other thing we'd say is maybe avoid harsh chemicals. So don't go straight to the bleach and the chemical yeah. cleans because those fumes can also irritate the airways and exacerbate or worsen asthma. So simple techniques like using vinegar and water, um, tea tree oil are actually best. And the other thing to remember is that mould will come back pretty quickly. So once you've done it once, you may have to repeat it. So the best way to prevent mould continually growing is to make sure your homes are well ventilated, that there is sunlight, and also to check. Because again, mould will grow where it can be dark, um, so it can be behind mm -hmm. curtains inside cupboards, behind headboards, etc. Yeah, you've got to really search it out sometimes because it's in there yes. and it's dangerous. All right, Nigel, good advice. Nigel Cooper, thanks for joining us. No worries. Thanks for having me. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. 
If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. The effects of mould spores can be debilitating if left unchecked. Sydney resident Amy Stitt was impacted so badly by mould, she's ended up pursuing a career helping others avoid it. And Amy joins us now in the studio. Amy, thanks for your time. Thank you. Now, you personally went through this. We saw in the photos just there uh, months of serious health issues a few years ago. What happened? Just describe that experience. I was living in a gorgeous little apartment and over three years started getting symptoms ranging from itchy eyes, asthma, and then it ended up with a week of pneumonia. Really? And um, no doctors could figure out what was going on. And eventually we found out that it was mould hidden in the wall cavities. Now that's the trick, isn't it? Actually finding and detecting the mould because some of it is obvious, but some of it isn't. Yeah. So it was hidden in the wall cavities, and, yeah. you, and but the spores were being released and impacting yes, you terribly. Yes, they were being released through the air vents and through the windows, and I think they were landing in the carpet, and I was forever vacuuming that carpet. That was stirring it all up, and we were breathing it in. It was going all over us, and as you could see in those photos, mm. affecting me everywhere. <laughs> that must have taken some detective work then. I mean, were, were doctors curious about what was going on with you? Um, not so much curious, but I went doctor shopping, yeah. as I call it, and ended up with a great environmental integrated practitioner. He took one look at me and said, I think it's mould, you need to move. And I said, I'm not moving out of my great little rental yeah. in Sydney. Um, and then a week later, I was in hospital. It I got that bad? Yeah. I couldn't walk. I couldn't do anything for about six weeks. Really? Now, you studied um, to become a mould testing technician, which is something we haven't heard a lot about. So you're helping other you know, people and finding homes, inspecting them for signs of mould. Uh, this has been a pretty busy time for you, I'd imagine. It's very busy. I'm yeah. still studying to become a full building biologist, but um, I've just taken a little pause in my studies to try and help people because I just... My aim is to try and help people yeah. not go through what I went through because it was a very scary time. So with all the rain up and down the East Coast and in some areas it's been terrible, this must be a big problem right now. Big problem, yeah. I don't think there's one home in Sydney that doesn't have a mould issue at the moment. Yeah. Um, a lot of my clients have had existing mould and it's just been exacerbated by the weather. So that's why I'm going in and doing these assessments. Um, and then a lot of other clients are having health issues. So they're needing to know how to remove the mould. That's the thing. We need to learn how to remove it, not yeah. kill it. That's Well, as, that's a good question I want to talk to you about, but also what you are finding in, in your place, detecting it in the first place, actually finding it. Some of it's very obvious, but yeah, a lot of it Yeah, sometimes it is. Um, a lot of the times, like my situation, it wasn't. But some of the signs can be the damp, musty odour. Yeah. If you don't have any visible mould on the walls, the ceilings or anywhere, then smell. Close it up, go back in, open it, and if you've got that musty smell, that's an indication that you've got a mould issue. So how do you get rid of it? Because it's not easy. It's about removal and it's about removing the source of moisture right. because if it's got food and moisture, it's going to thrive. 
So we need to look at the whole building from the outside, from the roof, any damage on the roof, any leaks going into the roof space. So when I go in, I look outside, I look in the roof space, in the subfloor. It's a very glamorous job. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. you're getting into the nitty gritty. Yeah, yeah. Um, crawling in through the dirt under the subfloor um, and then all through the inside. Um, I've got all different equipment. So you've got your moisture meter that's reading the moisture levels in the building materials. You've got the thermal image camera and then we've got the sampling, which yeah. is counting what levels we've got in the air on the surfaces. Is some so bad it needs professional cleaners to do the job? Absolutely. Yeah. And if, you're, if my clients are sick, I don't recommend that they clean it themselves or try and remove it because it's going to exacerbate their symptoms. Yeah. Finding a good cleaner and a mould remediator can be tricky, but they're out there. Um, it's just about asking them the right questions. What about the health symptoms? Because there is some reluctance to acknowledge that mould causes illness, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, there is. Is that hard? Yeah, it's really hard. Um, but there are some really great doctors out there that are taking it on board um, and studying it. Um, and that's why I'm, you know, I want to educate everyone. Mm. That's why I've got my social media, my website. I just want to give this information out to help people um, because the symptoms can be misdiagnosed. I was being put on antibiotics, steroids, all sorts of things to try and mask it, but we never found that root cause until three years later and I was in a hospital bed. So you would have to be very, very careful now going back into homes where there's excessive yeah. mould. I do, and all of us mouldies do. We yeah, have to—that's <laughs> my nickname for us. Yeah. Um, we have to wear the full get-up, you know, the full Tyvek suit, the full face respirator, and there's a lot of effort that goes into it um, to prevent any symptoms coming back from me. But so far, so good. I think it's—it's mm. it's all working what we've been taught at college. Um, yeah, the Australian in Environmental College has been fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think there's some people with symptoms right now who you might be answering some questions for them about, you know, what is wrong with them and why they're feeling sick. Yeah. And given the amount of rain and continued rain that's forecast for a long time to come uh, in some significant parts of Australia, mould's going to remain an issue. Right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. So we need to look at ways to, to help get that moisture out of the homes. If it's through mechanical, through ventilation, it's been really hard to ventilate. It's been raining so much that you open your doors and windows and it's just coming in. Mm. So that's why in Sydney it's been really hard to buy a dehumidifier. They're gone. Yeah. 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 I've don't. just bought an air purifier as well. It's a bit of a band-aid solution, but we're in an older home yeah. and I'm working there, so I just sort of carry that around with me. Interesting. All right, mouldy. There's a new profession. Yeah. <laughs> Mould testing technician. <laughs> I like it. Well, you're an expert mouldy, so I'm yeah. glad you could tell us about it. Amy, thanks for being in the studio. Thank you very much. It looks like the mould will be lingering in homes for weeks to come, with meteorologists saying the La Nina weather pattern could be here through winter. Angie Asimus is here. Angie, the rain just won't let up, particularly in New South Wales. Yeah, Michael, it is just relentless at the moment. This wet weather spans the nation's east coast with particularly heavy falls from Sydney right up to Queensland's Sunshine Coast. Torrential rain fell in the 24 hours until 9am. The highest total, 127 millimetres at Tweed Heads up near the border. Byron Bay picked up 77. Randwick in Sydney's east, 72 millimetres, while 59 fell at the airport and 55 at Coolangatta on the Gold Coast. There's nothing new about this, of course, 
course, but as those rainfall tallies continue to climb, flooding remains a serious threat. This red area from southern Queensland down into northern New South Wales shows major flood warning zones, moderate in orange, minor in green. So what's ahead? Well, more rain, unfortunately. We'll see continued showers in the east. Again, this pocket in blue shows falls of 50 to 100 millimetres by Friday. Right now, though, in the east, troughs are fueling this round of instability as onshore winds drive onto the coast, bringing all that moisture. But another trough approaching from the west is set to deliver even more wet weather to South Australia, Western Victoria, southwest New South Wales and parts of Queensland. So becoming very widespread. There are two key drivers impacting our climate at the moment. We all know about La Nina. It is struggling to break down, but we are expecting that to happen by winter. The other emerging factor is the Indian Ocean Dipole. That's a marker on the nation's west coast, but it is still impacting our weather and a negative reading means more rain over winter and spring. Not the news anyone wants to hear, Michael. It isn't, but thanks for explaining it, Angie. That's the latest on The Mould Mess. I'm Michael Usher. Thanks for your company. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.